you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. Right now, I mean, worshiping the Lord, hearing a story of what Jesus has done to transform somebody's life, you know, that really is the Easter story. That really is about the resurrection that Jesus wants to have. You see, Jesus not only rose from the grave. Oh, I love that sound. Um, not only did Jesus raise, rise from the grave, but and his resurrection is actually what he did physically is what happens for us spiritually. That we ourselves can experience this resurrection And Jesus, through Jesus. And we're going to talk about that today. You know, the Easter story, though, if you just pause for a moment, you've got cooking going on, hopefully this afternoon, you're thinking about what you're going to be doing for your activities, but just pause for a moment to realize what Jesus has done for us. You see, we, we celebrated on our Thursday service, we did a Monday, Thursday, Good Friday service combined, and we talked about a little bit about Jesus, what Jesus has done for us. His triumphal entry then quickly changed to being falsely accused, um, held as a prisoner, brought before Pilate. The crowd turns on him, and Barabbas, a hardened criminal, gets released, and Jesus takes, in essence, his place to be crucified. His friends disappear on him. Peter denies him. Jesus carries his cross after he's being flogged and whipped. And he's carrying his cross, the very cross that he's going to then be nailed to. And the interesting thing, the scripture says he did it out of obedience to the Father in heaven. Why? Because of his great love for us. But the story doesn't end there on Good Friday, the first Good Friday, which I don't know why we call it good because it seemed awfully bad, right? Jesus nailed to the cross. He dies. A spear going through his side to confirm his death. Joseph, who has a tomb probably for himself, takes Jesus down and puts, lays Jesus in this tomb, seals a stone over the tomb, making sure that nobody will go back into that tomb. And then, bright and early, that first Easter morning, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, Mary of Simon, and Johanna, they go to the tomb and they see an empty tomb, not knowing what happened to Jesus at that moment. But can you just imagine all those sequence of events taking place in a matter of three, four days? But Jesus' resurrection is really about not only his resurrection, but a resurrection that he has for each one of us. Well, we're going to be in Luke chapter 24 um, today. If you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, I'm going to um, sporadically talk about this. Luke chapter 24 is an account that's in the gospel. Um, This account is in all of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But this Luke account is here. Luke himself, Dr. Luke, gives us the account of Jesus' resurrection. So as you're finding that, I want you to think about a term for a minute. How many people have heard the term gold digger? 
being a gold digger. All right, it's not the most flattering term, but it's a term of, of somebody who's looking for a quick windfall or they're looking for, um, they're pursuing something to, to make some gain. And in many ways, um, they dig, dig, dig in hopes to find it. And in many ways, we are also gold diggers. I know it's a, a negative connotation, but when you really think about what do you pursue most in life? What are you going after? You tell me what your gold is. Maybe it's the right relationship. Maybe it's the perfect career. Maybe it's that great house. Maybe it is the retirement account. Maybe it's giving your kids the greatest opportunities that are out there for them. The perfect education. Maybe your gold is your addiction because that's the only thing you think about and you crave. Maybe it is your reputation. What is your gold? Now, the interesting thing, though, is this pursuit, this pursuit of these things that don't seem that bad. Well, the addiction one seems bad, but that don't seem so bad. But the reality is when we pursue these things first, they kind of elude us. It's kind of like a hamster on a wheel, right? The faster they go thinking they're going to get there faster, and the reality is they stay exactly where they're at, and they just get more exhausted. It doesn't satisfy And and you know, this is the interesting thing. Um, The Apostle Paul, in the book that he wrote, or the letter that he wrote, he, he wrote this letter to the church, the early church in Philippi. He says this, I count everything as loss. Can you all say loss? Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So it's like this scale. If I amount all of my, whatever you say is your gold that you're digging for, your job, your career, your whatever, 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 your relationships, the thing that you think is going to satisfy, that makes you going to feel a certain way. He's saying, considering your relationship with Jesus Christ, there is no comparison. Because the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus Christ, my Lord, outweighs it all. Jesus wasn't the first resurrection that took place. There's another resurrection. Lazarus, who was a good friend of Jesus, the brother of Mary and Martha, dies, also put into a grave. He's dead for three days. And Jesus says this. He's saying this to Martha. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He says, do you believe this? This is the interesting thing that Jesus says this because he's talking about that he's the resurrection even before he was the resurrection. So what is Jesus saying here? He's saying that through him, every person can experience a resurrected life. He is the resurrection, and you, through that resurrection, you will find life, is what he's saying. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet he shall live. So interestingly enough, if we talk about, you, anybody who were here last week, we talked about this journey to our own death so we can have this resurrected life. And this is what he's saying here, though he dies. In other words, when we learn to die to our own gold... When we die to our own self, when we die to those things that we think are going to fulfill our desires, 
It says when we learn to die, then we actually live. We actually live. You know, I think this is where the idea of being born again happens. The Bible talks about this, becoming born again. There is a a literal spiritual transformation that takes place when you accept Jesus into your life. The story that Lori gave us this morning, her testimony, her story. She was dead before. And then it faced depression, faced this this not being satisfied in life. And then she found Jesus. I like how she calls it the big man upstairs. She finds Jesus and he satisfies the deepest longing in her life. That's what being born again is. So... uh, have you, do you know the definition of insanity? You've probably heard it. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? And when we're digging for gold, when we're going after those things that we think are going to satisfy, we dig, 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 and we wonder why we're not getting the different results of where's that deep satisfaction? Where's that deep joy? Where's that feeling of peace? You see, when we're digging for gold, we don't realize we're actually digging our own grave. Our heads are down. We dig, 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 day in, day out, dig, dig, dig. And then we go to bed at night, not realizing we're going to sleep in our own tomb. You see, when we're gold diggers, we become grave diggers. But here's the interesting thing. Jesus wants to roll away the stone of your grave, and invites you to a resurrected life. Oh, there's so much hope in that. And I want to let you know, you're going to walk away from here today, realizing what Jesus has done for you. Because here's the interesting thing. Even though Jesus conquered the grave, he wants us to conquer the grave. See, the grave was never meant to hold anybody. The tomb was always meant to be empty. Jesus demonstrated that for us. And he's saying, I don't want you in your own tomb. And the way we do that is is we have to realize is where are we looking? See, the grave is meant to be empty. Rise up, come alive. Rise up, come alive. Jesus has defeated the grave. Jesus has defeated the grave, which also means, yes, he overcame Satan. Yes, he overcame uh, the sin. Yes, he overcame all of these negative things. So all of humanity can fully live. But for humanity to fully live, we have to first learn to know how to fully live in Jesus Christ. The grave was meant to be empty. Rise up. And come alive. So let's go to Luke chapter 24. This is very fascinating that what the angel tells the two Marys and Joanna. So these are the three women who go to Jesus's tomb early in the morning. They have spices and they see an angel. And this is what the angel says in verse five of chapter 24, in the book of Luke. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? I think that is so prophetic for us today. Because so many of us are seeking things that we think are going to give us life, but they're actually going to bring us to death. 
We seek, 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 seek. We are digging for our gold and then we're digging our own grave. And it happens so subtly. And it's so elusive. And we still still keep going after because we try one thing. Well, it doesn't satisfy. We go after the other thing. Oh, it doesn't really satisfy. And we keep going and then we realize the only thing that satisfies is Jesus Christ. Why do you seek the living among the dead? You see, Jesus wants to roll away the stone of every single one of our graves. And what lays in the grave are the things that we feel we're going after that somehow satisfy us. When the reality is the only thing that truly, truly satisfies the relationship with Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. Whoever comes to me will have life and life in the full. Can we just pause for a moment? I'd just like to pray and, and allow the Lord to have that message sink in. And then we're going to sing a song. And I'm going to come back after that song for about five, seven minutes and finish up the message. But let's just pray together. Jesus, what you have done for us on the cross, that moment when you breathed your last breath, you took care of all of the sin of the world, you brought it on your shoulders and you basically said, it's finished. The job is done that you became the ultimate sacrifice for all of humanity, that they can be in right relationship with our Father in heaven through you, Lord Jesus. And that event, Jesus, takes care of our sin, but there's something else, Lord Jesus, that you, that you did, and this was coming out of the grave and rising from the grave. There's something else, Lord Jesus, that you wanted us to experience, that it wasn't just free from our sin, but you wanted to set us into a place where we would have a full life, to be born again, to to have this life of joy, this life of peace, this life of satisfaction, to rise up and come alive. Right now, Lord Jesus, I just ask for each one to think about what their gold is in their life. What are they chasing after? What are the, what's the gold digging that they're doing in their life? The education, the career, the relationship, the pursuit of finances, the next thing. Whatever the quest is, to feel like there's some worth in that. And we're reminded what the Apostle Paul says, I consider it of no worth in comparison to our relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Because in you, Jesus, is where we find true life. So Lord Jesus, in our spirit, we pray that we would just begin to allow you to roll the stone away from the tomb of our lives. Those places that we still haven't turned over to you and we would choose to say, rise up. I choose to say, rise up. I want to come alive. I want to come alive. 
I felt that inside, Lord Jesus, that there's still things inside of me that aren't completely whole, that aren't completely there. And Lord Jesus, I want to say, I want to completely come alive. Help me to live this resurrected life, to be born again, to fully live for you, Lord Jesus, that you would be the one that only satisfies. Amen. Listen to this song. Out of the shadows, bound for the gallows, a dead man walking to love came calling. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Six feet under. of a Savior, rise up, rise up, rise up, and all at once I came alive, this beating heart, these open eyes, the brave let go, the darkness should have known, you're still rolling stone, now that you saved me, I sing cause you gave me a song of revival, I put it on vinyl, rise up, rise up, I once was blinded, but now I see it, I heard about the power, and now I believe it. Still rolling, rolling. You're 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 still rolling, rolling. You're
needed. You know, um, he still loves to roll stones away. The first resurrection, Jesus conquering death, stealing the keys from Hades to know that any person who comes to faith in Jesus Christ, we have the assurance to spend eternity with our Father in heaven, Jesus Christ. The interesting thing is when Jesus day that he rose from the grave he was walking down a road the road to Emmaus a little village about seven miles or so from Jerusalem he comes across two guys who are walking they don't recognize Jesus he's in his resurrected state Cleopas is one of the guys and Jesus starts telling about himself in the Old Testament. And they, they said he was telling them about all the things that where Jesus is found in the book of Moses, meaning the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. And then they say this in Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Did not our hearts burn with us while he talked to us on the road? While he opened us up the scriptures to us? I wonder if today your heart is beginning to burn because you are experiencing the presence of Jesus here today. It's called his Holy Spirit. His presence is here today. So how do you do this? How do you get to know Jesus? I feel the burning heart. Romans 10, verse 9 through 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now, is that like some magic formula? I just got to say the words. There's no magic formula here. It's really just a spiritual principle that the scripture also says that from your heart, your mouth speaks. And if your heart does not believe it, it won't speak it. I go back to that time when Jesus was talking to Martha and he says, I'm the resurrection and the life, whoever believes in me. They says, do you believe it? And that's my question for us this morning. Do you believe it? If you feel your heart burning this morning, rise up. This morning, I'm going to ask for a response for two groups of people. One is those who have never accepted Christ into their life. I'm going to ask you to stand in just a moment. You're going to rise up. Because you feel your heart burning. There, there calls, there's calling for a response. And then the other group that's going to stand is going to join with you are the people like me that realize that there's still areas in my life that are still laying in the tomb. And I want to call myself and invite you as well and encourage you to say, 
it's time to get out of the tomb. He wants you to live a resurrected life, fully alive, fully at peace, filled with joy, filled with contentment. This morning, if you are here, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, and you feel your heart pounding right now, would you just rise to your feet? Like the song says, rise up, rise up. Anybody here who would like to say, I'm not going to ask anything more, but stand. Who's going to join this little girl up here and stand? She's already stood up. Who else? Who else? Thank you so much. Young man back there. Who else? Who else wants to rise up? Stay standing. Stay standing. Who else? Who else? going to pause for one more moment. This is your chance. You feel your heart burning right now. Next, I'm going to ask any of you feel like you still have some things in your life that are still laying in the tomb. And Jesus is inviting you to live this resurrected life. And if you want to join me, I'm already standing but I'm letting you know that I have areas of my life that I want to continue to be resurrected. Is there anybody here? (laughs) Lord Jesus, we just thank you that your resurrection on that first Easter morning, showed us what it was to live this resurrected life through you, Lord Jesus. You said you are the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through you. For those two young people who stood up today, oh my word, all of heaven is rejoicing over those young souls. The Bible says if we confess with our, believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. So right now, Lord Jesus, under our breath, we just say, Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Thank you for going to the cross for our sins. Thank you for forgiving us. You've wiped the slate clean. You've taken away our guilt and shame. And Jesus, you've made us new. You've allowed us to be born again. Father, for the rest of us who are here today, who are standing right now, Jesus, we are asking for a resurrected life. That we want to say yes to you, Jesus, that we are tired of digging for gold in the wrong places because, Jesus, you are the gold. (laughs) You are the only thing of measurable worth. We give our lives fully to you. That we rewrite the scale, Lord Jesus. Maybe there have been things in our lives that are out of scale, out of tip, the scales tipping the wrong way. Jesus, we want you on top of everything. That we are looking to you instead of our heads down, digging, 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 and wondering why we don't get any results in life. Because we dig, 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 and we find we're digging our own grave. Today, you have rolled the stone away from our life. We've chosen to step out by standing up. 
come alive, to rise up. Today we're leaving today on this Easter Sunday. We are leaving today renewed, refreshed, and resurrected. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your resurrection. You are our Savior, you are our Lord, and you are our King. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, church. I wish you the happiest of Easter. Spend time today reading Luke chapter 24. It's fascinating, the story of Jesus' resurrection. I just want to say how much you are loved. Not only loved by me and loved by this church, but most importantly, you're loved by Jesus. He loves you with a father's love, with a desperate love, and with a caring heart. Go and celebrate him today. Happy Easter. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.